the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 302. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Paul Brislin. Hello, Mr. Brislin. Great Hi. to have you back. Hello to you and very good to be here. Thanks for coming along. Now, you're not sounding as well as you usually are. My rich chocolatey tones aren't coming in. No, no, I'm uh, No, you I'm sound good, but do you sound of... Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I sneeze, I'll, I'll wave first so yeah, that we can yeah. cut, the, cut the audio before yeah, try, I sneeze. And try and turn your head in the other direction. Oh, uh, the um, other way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'll see how I get on. No, it's man flu. It's debilitating, really. It really is. I, I don't understand why I'm actually upright. It's quite appalling. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you do, you're doing incredibly well. I mean, we men usually just can't survive Soldier these things on. very well. But, no, um, no, yeah. goodness no. Now, a little bit's been going on in the uh, the old tech world. Twitter is something that you and I tend to use from, from time to time. Have you crossed the 100,000 tweets barrier yet? No, I'm not as, um, not <laughs> as not addicted as some. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So you've crossed 100,000? It's ridiculous. That's um, impressive. It's, that, if I think about it, that's probably a novel. I have written a novel in tweet form. 140 characters at a time. It's, Let's it's, get it published. Well, oh, I'd probably <laughs> can you, can be you defaming people. <laughs> yeah, that's, could you imagine it? My God, the plot's pretty good, but the characters are rubbish. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it it has been quite a journey. Um, but they're making a few changes. I see. Yes. So, I mean, we had earlier on the year there were these yeah, suggestions coming from Twitter that it was it was time for a little bit of change, that's and right. certainly. It's been coming from the the share market, ah uh, yes, Boom, and yes. it's been coming from the lack of growth for uh, for Twitter being yes. you know reasonably static the last uh, well a little little while last couple of years really they haven't uh, exactly haven't had a whole lot of uh, movement in terms of uh, of growth and yeah. of course everyone expects these startups just to keep growing at a at a massive and and wild rate. Yeah. Wasn't happening, so they're trying to work out what knobs can they turn to uh, <laughs> yeah. to improve things. Yes, yeah. And I'm not sure that they've really hit on a winning strategy, but tinkering is the name of the strategy. And so earlier in the year, we saw the introduction of the, the favorite button changed from being a star to being a heart. Mm, that was pretty, change. pretty, pretty yeah. dramatic. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. just made them look a little bit more like Facebook. Well, that's and I think that's a bad thing myself. But there we are. Um, but uh, I quite like the current round of changes they're proposing. So they'll they'll no longer count usernames and uh, link shorteners and all the rest of it in your character count. So your tweets can actually get a little bit longer. Um, I quite like the discipline of trying to fit everything into 140 characters. I think they're still catch ca- when you mention someone's name, I think they're still counting that. So oh, that, was, they, that was debated and yeah, suggested, right, but I think right. that's kept they have, in. They may have tipped out on that one. Yeah, I, I, and, and that's probably a wise idea, really. I don't want giant tweets. Otherwise, I mean, some people just write little novels. It needs to be a little time. bit of balance. And, yeah. and I guess if you mean every name that gets mentioned doesn't doesn't count for anything, you can imagine yep. how long some tweets would, would oh, be. They goodness. would just be mentioning. Yeah, name you know, after name. Yeah. They call it a, um, all in sundry. Uh, a Twitter canoe. Yeah. Have you seen that? So that's when you're replying to so many people that there's actually no room to write anything. You've just I got love everybody's that name. names. I love that Twitter, Twitter canoe because you're all in there paddling and nobody's going anywhere. It's <laughs> it's quite good. So yes, I've been party to a couple of those myself. You got to work out who you're going to le- most offend or least offend by dropping them off the list mm. just mm. to get your tweet out. It is quite ridiculous the whole um, the whole thing. But Twitter has been really static, and and it's a shame because. For me, Twitter is the most useful of the social media. Facebook can 
die in a ditch. Um, I don't go near Instagram. The kids love um, Snapchat and all the others. But for me, as a journalist, it was always Twitter because it was like the news feed. Uh, you can set up who you want to follow. You can get news as it happens quite often before the uh, the mainstream guys get it. Oh, and, very much um, so. You know, that's been tremendous. I have loved every minute of it. Yeah. In fact, you know, there was the bombing in New York yeah. over the, I think it was over the weekend. And yeah, I remember sort of seeing it happening in, in Twitter. And then I saw somebody on Twitter starting to get a little bit annoyed because they were watching CNN. Yeah. And they were saying sort of like, Come on, CNN. You know, yeah, this has been on Twitter now. for half an hour. That's right. And you're talking about something of yeah, yeah. very minor <laughs> relevance, you know, compared yep. to what is actually going on. That's right. When are you going to wake up and start uh, start covering this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is interesting watching that gap. Uh, I think most of the publications have got a lot better. I started using Twitter properly when I didn't want, you know, I, did, I wasn't going to be interested in this. It was yet another form. It's very much like ICQ or instant messaging, and I wasn't really all that fussed on it. But somebody sent me a, a tweet of the um, plane landing on the Hudson River, and it was a good half hour before the Herald had a breaking news headline saying, plane crashes in New York. And I said, no, it hasn't crashed, it's landed. And I've seen the picture, and uh, it was taken off one of the rescue boats or one of these new things called a smartphone, and they'd taken a photo and just posted it straight to Twitter. It was phenomenal. It was a, it was a real turning point. And I think, um, really, there's only Twitter that can do that instantaneous uh, newsfeed kind of um, uh, dissemination. They've just got to get better at um, feeding good quality news stories in at the top end and try and work it out from there. Yeah, it's um, <coughs> there's been I guess there's, yeah there's been a fair bit of debate around what it would take to help make them successful yeah. or more successful because I think you know they have actually been very very successful, but yeah, you know, not at the Facebook level yeah, of, no, of, no. of success by any uh, any stretch. Yeah, and yeah, I heard. Um, I think it might have been Gary Vaynerchuk on a on a video recently, uh, you know, saying that he thought they needed to go the way of of um, of Facebook and right. you know picking up the stuff that's popular and and whatnot. But well, I guess it's really a key thing that defines yeah, Twitter yeah. is that you see everything from those who you who you choose to follow and yeah, you exactly. see it you see it in real time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe there could. Yeah, there, there. Mm, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure because as soon as you start sort of dropping algorithms and so on, that's right. Around that, and yep. you miss something that's important, or, or very I don't know, or they or they pull yeah. in something else. Then is it still Twitter anymore? Yeah, that's that's, that's right. That's the question because yeah. you know I think Twitter now is still very very good in a lot of cases, but it depends who you're following, and oh, I've seen it go to. You know, into a bad state yep. in the US a lot, and so, you know some people locally where they just use it to broadcast, which yeah, isn't yeah. really what this type of media is for. No, that's, right. that's uh, right. And and then it gets you know pretty dull and spammy yeah. very very quickly. But and it does depend on who you follow, and you've got yeah. to be very um, willing to review your list and say, actually, I don't need to follow these people; they're not adding any value, and and to take them out. Uh, and to add in people deliberately for different points of view, if that's what you're after. But everybody uses Twitter for a different reason, uh, and I think that's the power of it. Um, it makes it very difficult to to monetize because we're all doing different things with it. I know people who use Twitter in a completely different way to me. I'm, I'm out there information gathering on behalf of clients a lot of the time to find out what people are saying about them or what they're saying about the competition and that kind of thing. 
I don't think I know anybody else who uses Twitter for quite that purpose anymore. Other people are using it for, as you say, for um, brand marketing or for promoting stuff. Um, some companies are getting into support, customer support through Twitter, which is fantastic. There, there are a lot of different uses for it, and I think it's going to be very hard to monetize uh, a, a specific personal product like that in a, in a very general way. And now we see them moving into uh, into video as the next phase yeah. of uh, of Twitter. And you know, of course, they were um, they you know they've been involved in sort of fairly groundbreaking stuff uh, last year in terms of li- live streaming. Yeah, that's right. Um, with Meerkat and um, you know, use Twitter as a as a um, as a platform to get to people, and and then uh, you know Periscope, which is their own yeah. one, but they're uh, they're pushing a whole lot further down that track, aren't they, in mm. terms of live live broadcasting? So. And and rightly so, because it, it, uh, certainly if there is any breaking news, my first thought is to turn to Twitter to see what's being published directly from the scene. Uh, rather than going to the news broadcasts. I mean, that's the more curated, sanitized version. If you want the raw stuff, you go straight to Twitter to see what's going on. It tends to be faster, raw, more raw, um, and in many cases quite misleading. But um, it's, um, it's, it's immediate, and that's generally what you're looking for. Yeah, oh, it's all. Uh, it's. I mean, it's good. Good to see them working on things, and yeah. uh, you know, I hope they'll do the right moves. That they, uh, they, they stick around. Uh, there's certainly the potential that somebody will uh, will snap them up well, at, at right. some point, uh, yep. particularly when their their share prices. Uh, uh, a bit lower, but uh, yeah, this. I mean, this this tweak really, it's just uh, giving you a little bit more than your one forty characters, isn't it? By uh, um, removing those. Uh, Character limits in relation to uh, or uh, photos and videos and yeah. uh, and and quotes. So um, yeah, and that's that's good. I think you're probably right. That is the way forward for them is to get bought by someone, Google, uh, and um, maybe that's the way out of it if they want to retain what they are instead of becoming something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now on to uh, GoPro. Oh, now, have you got a GoPro? Uh, no, I don't actually Neither have a GoPro. Now yeah. I think about it, yeah. this is a mistake, I'm sure. Yep. yep. I mean, I've got some other uh, gadgets that do a very similar mm. uh, similar job, uh, but I don't have uh, don't have a GoPro. Isn't that interesting? I, uh, most of the photographers that I know, the, the professional photographers, carry a GoPro with them, um, and um, I know one in particular who came to take photos of me for a newspaper article, uh, who was busy explaining everything to my daughter, and he said to her that. He'd filmed his last photo shoot. The battery had died on his camera. Uh, and it wasn't the battery. It was the camera. There was a problem with the contact. So oh, no. none of his batteries were. So he shot the entire thing on a GoPro. And and nobody was any the wiser. They thought it was very edgy and cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was using this little box. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and uh, the quality of the photos is, is second to none, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty good. Uh, I mean, some of the f- footage, uh, you know, I think can be you know can be quite wide angle and all yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. It's, a bit, it's, it's um, you know, it's yeah. a bit different to uh, um, you know, I guess typical typical lens. But for the sort of stuff that GoPros are good at, they're uh, they're very good at them. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's, yeah, I guess every product has a has a has a challenge or two. I, yeah. I think they've probably had. Because they've had a small product, they've had issues with in terms of how long their battery lives are, those sorts of things. That's right. Um, But also there's lots of competitors. So what are they doing about it? Well, they have their uh, new foldable Karma drone. Oh, Uh, love a good drone. 799 US. Um, So it's not super cheap, but I like the idea of it being foldable that you can sort of fold the – 
the propellers and the the propeller arms kind of uh, out of the way and uh, you know make it a little bit tidier uh, to carry. But it seems to make sense for them that you know so many drones would have a GoPro attached to them in some yep. form. So the idea of GoPro getting in and uh, and launching a drone sounds uh, sounds pretty good. It really does. And I, I think um, certainly drone photography and drone footage is the, the killer app for the drone market. You can forget about deliveries and all the rest of that nonsense that they like to come out with. Thanks very much, Domino's. Um, I think um, <laughs> really it's, it's photographs and, uh, and video, and that's probably about the limit of it. Um, I mean, some of the drones are getting quite remarkably small, but um, this one is um, what probably about the size of a what would you compare it to? Certainly not a paperback book or a video cassette, but <laughs> something of that size for those of you who remember both items. Uh, and it's, um, it's, it's a good-looking bit of kit. But um, uh, GoPro's doing some other things as well. They've got um, uh, voice activation um, for their cameras now, so uh, you, can, you can set them up and uh, tell them to take photos, which is quite nice, and, and a couple of things like that to make them more usable, um, albeit in a very niche um, uh, market. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's good that they've achieved the sort of dominance they have because it puts, um, you know, in some way puts puts quite a bit of pressure on them to keep innovating yeah, because, yeah. you know, if they don't, then um, <laughs> they're kind of stuck. Well, they are. Um, but it also means the other players in the market have got to push push that much harder. So Absolutely. I guess there's some pros and cons of having such dominant players, but uh, – uh, yeah, and unless you, I guess you're a shareholder in one of the other companies, yeah. um, you know, other other than that, there's probably some good things to it. I guess yeah. it would be kind of good actually if there were two if there were two big players in this that's in true. this space. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's yeah. kind of what we don't don't really have at the moment. Um, yeah, I remember at um, at CES and in, in Vegas talking to uh, some of the people from one of the other companies that were a competitor GoPro. They were around before GoPro, but GoPro just did the right stuff in they terms of very uh, well in you know capturing people's yeah. attention yep. and uh, and just getting massive coverage. Yep. And uh, yeah, obviously doing some innovative stuff as well. It wasn't like their, oh, their no, product wasn't, wasn't up to up yeah, to scratch. Yeah, I mean, right. a good good product. But yeah, I could see it was a little bit a little bit tough on these other guys yeah. who yeah they had they had a really good product. Yep. And uh, yeah, you think oh I wonder, you know I wonder why they didn't make it. But there are so many things that are required to make a uh, you know a, 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 to turn a tech startup from yeah. a tech startup into uh, into a massively successful a global firm yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's right i mean they had they were, they were very well timed i thought with the um the sudden upkick in terms of um uh, video consumption going on uh, but also their entire marketing play around um, basically being the name associated with all the coolest videos in the world. Yeah, uh, that doesn't hurt, does no, it? <laughs> no, they, they nailed that. Even down to the guys videoing um, their boring day jobs. Uh, this is what I do all day. I remember watching the postal office worker sorting mail. I mean, it was it was tediously boring, yeah, um, yeah. and he'd filmed hours and hours of it. It was great. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you, you can go no, you cannot do badly when your product is associated with everything cool that's going on. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt. Now, there's a um, couple of other products we probably you know would be a remiss of little if, launches if, if if we didn't mention them. And I've I've put a video of one of these actually up on. Um, on my Facebook page, we talk about the iPhone uh, 7. Oh, is there iPhone a new iPhone out? 7 Plus. Oh. 
<laughs> and the Apple Watch Series 2, of oh. course. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyone wants to uh, we'll see my little – I did about a three-and-a-half-minute video on the uh, the 7 Plus yep. uh, last Friday when it came out. Um, so that's up on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash paulspain uh, if you want to have a um, – have a little a little look. So there, the the sorts of things I'm showing off, um, and it's I'll mention it. The um, the base of the uh, the iPhone uh, seven and seven plus looks a little bit uh, looks a little bit different yep. uh, because we're used to having an audio port on the bottom, and now we've got two grills on the bottom. And uh, one of the comments I got back from a follower in the US, uh, or a friend in the US actually, um, was that, oh, this is fantastic. It's great to have uh, stereo, stereo speakers, speakers on the iPhone. Now, it's worth noting that... This is not a stereo speaker. That is more a visual thing yeah. from my perspective yeah. than yeah. Than, um, than anything else. Um, it does... It does look as though you might have speakers on on both sides. Um, I believe that is not the case. One's got to be a microphone, surely. I think there's microphone in there on one side, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, so this is just on the base of the um, the iPhone, the little uh, the little uh, grill there. Um, but it, but on the audio front, it's worth highlighting that the audio is quite a chunk uh, quite a chunk louder. In fact, I seem to remember. Um, a suggestion from Apple that it was mm. around twice as twice the volume oh, uh, right? of the previous generation. So, um, mm, uh, don't quote me on that exact figure, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, so definitely a, a good chunk louder than uh, than the pre- previous generation. So, yeah. um, so I think that's uh, that's kind of good. Um, and of course, we're dealing now with uh, waterproof handsets. Well, so that's, well, um, that's just proof. that's just standard in the iPhone. You can take it underwater. <laughs> you can. I mean, you can prob- you take it underwater, or can you just get it slightly wet? Um, you can take we try it, it out? You can take it underwater. We need a um, we, we need, need a, bigger, a, a bigger receptacle. <laughs> yeah. We have okay. a, we have a carafe of water, but no receptacle. Hmm. Maybe <laughs> um, we'll let that one live. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about the same when we when we did the video. So uh, maybe we'll do another another video on one of these things. Um, the same with the Apple Watch Series Two. In yep. fact, that's rated to something like fifty meters. Now you wouldn't. Actually, oh, no. um, you know, try that with it. But um, you know what it but means you is you can yeah. you can get it wet. I believe you're okay with it at the ocean, which you know I've had things suggested in the past, like oh, well, these things aren't certified for salt water. For salt, um, but I'm I'm told they 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 are fine. Yeah, um, I would be a little bit. Um, well, I guess there's the there's the potential. I guess if you got salt sort of caught up in the. Uh, um, and the little speaker element, you could have a problem, but um, yeah, may, as long may, as it's a sealed unit, though, it's not going to upset your battery like certain other products around the place. Oh, you mean sort of exploding, uh, exploding products? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, that, that would be bad. that would be a problem. That yeah. would be a problem. Yeah. Well, that could be a good reason to want to keep that product underwater if it was exploding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd just yes, be a way to it and keep it submerged. That, that's yeah. a way to, if you need a you know, hot drink when you're on a that's, run. That's, that's right. uh, one, one technique. <laughs> Cook it as you go. Yeah, dear. Although it might not be too healthy with whatever would come out of the battery, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back onto uh, back onto iPhones. So, so you um, like it? You've been playing. You've got both here. You've got the seven and the 7 yeah plus. seven and the and the seven plus. Um, Physically, they look very similar to the six series, don't they? There's not a lot to identify them as being a new phone. Yeah, actually, I should have brought the six um, S through. So the um, the way the aerial um, part 
is is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you've got the two cameras on the seven. Plus, and you, yeah, you've got the dual camera. So the camera bump is a little bit different yeah. on uh, on both. So I was trying my iPhone six S case on the iPhone seven. Ah, yes. And the hole in the back of the case for the camera was not positioned correctly. Always so, got to buy um, new accessories. So, so you yeah, know the you, rule. Have, you have to buy the new generation. You know the so, law. Uh, yeah. yeah. Throw yeah. it all out. Yeah. And of course, um, there's nowhere to plug your headphone. No. Well, I do have a little gadget here in my pocket, Paul. This is the, um, and I show these, uh, the accessories off on the, um, on the video. Um, so I've got the little lightning to um, three and a half yep. millimeter headphone jack connector. So, you're not completely uh, stuffed if no. you if you've got some old school, um, you know, some tr- well traditional sort of yeah, plug-in yeah. plug-in headphones. You can still- and I've had this for you know a few days now, and I yeah. haven't lost it. Yeah. So um, you know, <laughs> but it's it, frayed or but it is apart. it is small enough that uh, that sort of thing you could, could uh, you know yeah. could could happen. You could swallow it too. That's, yes, yeah. that, that's true. <laughs> um, I won't be trying that. No, um, no. not not. During the podcast, anyway. No, maybe later. Um, maybe if I if I go a little bit crazy over the yep. next few days. Hey, who knows what'll happen? Um, but it's not something I'm I'm planning on or that's in my calendar anyway. No, no, um, it's a spontaneous kind of thing that I suspect. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, and then uh, you've got the headphones that well. come with it, the earbuds that yeah, come with yeah. it, and they they've got the lightning connector on them. So, uh, you know, if you do use earbuds, well, you yep. get a new set that does have that lightning yeah, connector yeah. on it. The issue really would be for. Uh, those who are wanting to charge and use their headphones at the same time. In that case, really, you need to be using uh, Bluetooth Bluetooth. or using some sort of accessory. So I've got the little uh, the little iPhone charging dock on my desk. Oh yes, um, and that it's a very nice. I mean, it's it's you know it's not a low cost accessory. I think it's sort of seventy or eighty bucks. Um, but it's a very nice, you know, stylistically fits very yeah, nicely yeah. with the iPhone. And on the back of it has a headphone port or, a, or an audio oh, out okay. port. So, yeah, you can plug it into um, two other, other things, like speaker or See, I or, went or away headphones. from um, the docks when, uh, after having equipped myself with a, a Bose speaker um, with the iPhone 4, the old adapter. Yes, on the bottom, uh, yeah. and discovering that every hotel in the world had one of these things. That's right, uh, and, and then, then all of a sudden it. they changed it, and I thought, <laughs> actually, no, I've been suckered in as well as everyone else. I would never buy one again. So I'm, I'm kind of um, in two minds about them doing away with jacks. Really, the the one I want to see them do away with is the PowerPoint altogether. Uh, inductive um, charging is what I'm after from the the likes of Power by Proxy here in Auckland, which is a phenomenal piece of technology. Which I still cannot believe the uh, the big guys have not jumped on immediately as a differentiator. Well, Samsung have got it now, so it's it's pretty much yeah, standard yeah. across all of their <clears throat> you know their their top products. But it's it's come in sort of slowly, it so we haven't we haven't deployment. sort of noticed that. That it, you know yeah. it's there, so yeah. it's not so uh, not so obvious. It's not you know touted as much. No, um, but it is very nice that it oh, that it is in there, and we're starting to see those yeah. uh, um, things roll out in the states where you've got cafes you walk into that have got the wireless uh, wireless charging. You just put just your uh, phone it. down, and away you go. Yeah. Uh, I would say part of that is just that we're we're still seeing the technology develop. Yeah, yeah, and, and there is a standards war going on. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't sort of hasn't got itself to a really sort of smooth point where. Yeah. There's perfection. It's, I mean, it's pretty good, but I would I would think it won't be too many years off before we're able to 
charged laptops and tablets and you know a whole yep. range of devices yeah, on yeah. you know either uh, well yeah with, with you know for instance the tabletop charging yep. uh, they've got things like the you know, the charging bowls that they've shown off yeah, so yeah, beside yeah. your the bed you bowl. can you know yeah, drop you drop your in. smartphone in drop your, your smartwatch electric toothbrush and drop everything else. your you know whatever else yeah. in there drop some AA um, you know batteries yeah, yeah. in there from whatever and all these things just auto uh, charge inductively and so on so well, you know whatever the, the technology is yeah. that's um, the that, wind's through. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yes, that I think is something we'd be waiting on um, on the next generation you of think the maybe iPhone the, 4. The eight? Well, we've got the 10 year anniversary coming up. So I imagine that'll be quite, quite a, if they're going to aim for a radical change. See, that's the thing that um, disappointed me with the seven and the six before it, to be honest, is that it is very much a mature market now. We've, we've gone through all of the radical, holy cow, look at this, look at what they've done now. Oh my goodness! They've introduced a tablet. It's huge. Look at this. They've done all of that, and now we're in the in the mature phase. Every tech slide I ever uh, tech presentation I ever saw has that slide with the hockey um, stick. Yes, this is our yeah. growth projection, and at the top is this flat, undefined area that sort of just trails away, and that's where we are. We're in the flat, undefined, dribbling away area. Ideally, what Apple would do is say, um, I, iPhones, no, we're not making them anymore. That's the end of the line. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming. We've got this thing, and it's disruptive, and you all have to rush out and buy one, and we'll all go, oh, my God, how did I live without that? Whereas I, I don't get that feeling with the 7 or even with the 6. It was more of the same, only slightly taller and faster and better looking and you know more of the same. I just want different. Yeah, I mean, we've certainly got to this point in the innovation curve around smartphones where it's, uh, you know, each, each generation isn't, you know, as dramatic, as, you yeah, know, dramatic yeah. a, a, a leap. Um, but, you know, I think the things that they have put in this are, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a good change up, certainly in the 7 yep. Plus, having that second camera that's got two-time zoom built yeah, into yeah. it. Now, you had this, this actually some good coverage in the New Zealand Herald around that, is worth a read if you are really interested in the, uh, the, the, the camera side. The photography side of things is remarkable. Um, because, it, you know, these cameras are really good, but mm. there's also a few gotchas. And uh, so he's had a good play around and done some quite good testing on when, do, when does that uh, extra camera sort yep. of come into play and yeah, when does yeah. it not? And, yeah, interestingly, there are some scenarios like in low light where you think your 2x zoom would be putting you across the other lens and, yeah. it, and it may not in every uh, oh, in every, every circumstance So yeah, yeah. because of the way the different uh, cameras work. And, yeah, the software is smart enough to say, well, actually, you might, in this lighting, you might get a better result off the primary camera rather than a secondary then, and, yeah, yeah. and so on. Um, so yeah, that's that's worth uh, you know worth a little bit of a uh, little bit of a read. Mm. So yeah, so you've got the uh, the camera aspect, and the you know the cameras are definitely a, a step up on uh, on the previous generation waterproof. And the iPhone Seven, uh, I guess maybe this is partly a benefit of remove of the space freed up from removing the audio jack, but you've got a, a bigger camera, so you yeah, know, um, an, an hour or so extra battery life. We're uh, we're told which. I actually appreciate that on the yeah, um, on, the, say, on the smaller one. Yeah, I seem battery to, life uh, is quite critical. Still, still have a challenge sometimes. You know, had that with the uh, with the success. So yeah. uh, the seven certainly uh, certainly helps. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Uh, more battery, more much, much more battery. Yeah. Mm. But not that stupid add-on battery pack thing that they introduced last year that looked ugly. Well, it's got bigger this time, oh, so it gives you even goodness. even even more juice if even you want if ugly. you want the extra. Uh, 
um, you know, ugliness on your uh, on your <laughs> iPhone seven with that uh, booster battery, which yeah, more than doubles the uh, the t- the total battery yeah. and uh, makes it look uh, yeah ra- rather rather unusual. Um, yes. Now the other thing it is worth mentioning, and um, I don't know, it's 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 easily sort of missed in a lot of the media coverage. Is that the, uh, the the storage sizes have been uh, have been bumped up, and I'm intrigued by that because uh, with the move to uh, music in particular in the cloud, and um, uh, I don't know about you, I store all my photos in the cloud these days. They just disappear off to Dropbox as soon as they've had them taken. Um, I don't find I need that largest uh, a storage capacity anymore. But uh, yeah, you're quite right. They bumped up the sizes quite dramatically. So yeah, um, doubled the base unit from yeah. 16, which which in this day and age where yeah, you know we do a lot of video, we yes. film a lot of videos and podcasts. We like to have lots of those downloaded and so on. So that's bumped from resolution. 16 to 32. So yeah. that's good. Um, and the other ones have doubled as well. So the 64s become a 128 for this. You know, it's the same price as what you get a yep. 64, and the 128 has become 256, which is actually quite staggering. I was walking around yep. on Friday and I had both phones in my pocket and I realised I've got half a terabyte worth of storage across <laughs> yeah. two phones in my pocket. Yep. Um, now, I know there'll be Android listeners and other listeners, maybe Windows phone listeners as well, so, well, I've got a you know 256 gig uh, right. micro SD card yeah, in my yeah, phone yeah, no, um, yeah, or yep. a 200 gig or what have you. Um, so what's the big deal? Um I guess the the issue with the iPhone is that you and you know this is still a downside for uh, you know for the for iPhone users. Uh, I don't think it's a downside for Apple. I think it serves them reasonably well um, that you've got that fixed storage yeah, uh, yeah. size. So um, you know when they offer you a bit more, it, uh, that's handy if you want to use it. I mean, what I was finding is I initially with the 128 gig um iphone uh, 6s i was thinking oh this is this is i'm never gonna you know yeah. fill well, this up room. and yep. um and of course whatever you get you use yeah, up right so up. Uh, yeah that's so right. I, I filled it up so i actually don't mind having a bit of uh, headroom does make it um it does mean you need a good fast internet connection if you packed up your phone to the iCloud and you oh, wanted to restore yes. it uh, to another device that can be somewhat time consuming. Yes, I'll just yes. you know warn those Make who are sure not on, on fiber. not on uh, ultra fast broadband. Um, right. It could take you a little while if you've got a big phone. Yep. Um, or of course you can back back that up through um, through iTunes too. Neither still unfortunately neither are perfect. No. So they're prob- it's you know probably the best of phone backup and restore that's um, that's out there in terms of consistency of moving from one model to another but yeah it's still not perfect unfortunately no 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 and and that's something i would like to see them put some emphasis on i've found the whole itunes experience quite frustrating with with apple over the years i'm glad to see with the no it's not only you paul no no i'm, I'm discovering a fan base of uh, of itunes haters i always saw itunes as the perfect opportunity for apple to convince all those microsoft users that hey look it's just so much better over here in this apple pool why don't you come and swim with us for a while but it it isn't it's just horrible that whole itunes experience apple um or pc based is just hopeless um they have got slightly better in the new uh operating system upgrade i discovered after figuring out that they had uh, wiped all of my, the music off my phone and just made it available via the cloud 
again. Uh, they made it very easy for me to download the music back to Pull my phone. Pull it back down, yeah. Uh, and yep. now I can tell the difference between music that is on my phone and music that is in the cloud, so I don't end up chewing through my data. Because I do not live in a world where mobile data is free. Uh, it was costing me a fortune each month, and I couldn't work out what I was using all my data on. And, of course, the phone companies can't help you terribly much with that. So. Well, you can on your iPhone. You can drill in and get a, get a bit of yes. a handle on where it's going. And I had to do that, uh, uh, you know, because I'm usually running multiple phones, testing That's, one, yeah. testing another. And, um, yes, I've, I've found... Uh, the iPhone had uh, had my uh, Spark SIM in it, and first of all, I got a surprise that I'd run out of run out of data, yeah. and then they sent me a nice text saying, "Oh, we're going to give you another five hundred megs worth of data." I thought, just, oh, that's, "That's just because we can." That's lovely, thank yeah. you. Uh, and then that ran out, yeah. and so that was when <laughs> I was, sort of, oh, "I need to check what's what's Let's going see what's on here." Going on. Yes. And uh, it was doing a whole lot of updates and so on yeah, uh, yeah. over over the over year. the mobile. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, those kinds of things you want to keep for your fiber connection, don't mm. you? Really? So yeah, usually um, something you want to be a, a little bit uh, a little bit careful of. But uh, that in that particular case, um, yes, cobbled the data. Yes, I'm just glad I wasn't roaming. Oh, uh, I have done that. I have switched on my uh, roaming phone. Uh, watched as it downloaded 49 megabytes of um, email headers and Twitter updates. And uh, then it cut me off because, of course, I'd used $1,800 worth of data Mm. in about as much time as it takes me to tell you that tale. And this wasn't back in the day when you were with Vodafone? No, this was after... You didn't get off the hook? (laughs) I'm sure you worked out a way to get off some of the hook. No, no, no. We ended up paying the uh, the full Monty. um, Wow. uh, Which was appalling. However, it wasn't long after that that the prices dropped by about 98% because... um, Simon Muta, bless his cotton socks, came onto the scene and said, uh, this is ridiculous. Um, we want people to use the phones, and yet we, um, we tell them that the price is suddenly going to be astronomical, so let's just stop doing that. Let's have a flat fee. And then they all came to town. So uh, that has revolutionized um, uh, roaming, quite frankly. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's certainly yeah. a lot better than what it, it, what it, what it once was. Yeah. All right, now on to, uh, on to other, uh, other topics. There's been a bit of an update that's come through about the trans... Uh, I've I completely got that wrong. The what I was trying to say was the, uh, not, not, the, uh, not the TPP, the TGA, the Trans Global Access Cable. Um, an unusual uh, media release that came through on that, um, basically saying that, hey, it's all on track, it's going well, this new big... Uh, um, chunk of um, fibre between yep. uh, uh, where is it between Sydney and Raglan yep. between Australia and New Zealand uh, is all going swimmingly thank you very much and um, it's it's on and track well underway. Uh, for completion and should be ready for service by the end of January 2017 which so, is not that far away um, that's, that bit is pleasing I'm not sure yeah, if we yeah. actually had that date before so no, no, we had I don't a formal date so, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty cool so they're actually bringing it from Sydney across to uh, across to New Zealand uh, they did I think it was April yep. they did an initial piece uh, with their boat where they um, they linked up something from uh, I guess sort of some conduit and sort of preparation for yeah, it yeah. Uh, or maybe they actually ran the fibre um, from Raglan out to um, you know I don't know what it was a, a, a couple of k's or something into the uh, into the ocean there into uh, Tasman so yeah, um, yeah. 
January, it's very good we news. could be all online. So this, I mean, it gives us a lot of uh, a lot more robustness as far as it New does. Zealand's con- connectivity to the outside <laughs> world, having uh, you know three separate connections That's right. to the rest of the planet. And when you consider that, so so currently our current status is we've got the Southern Cross cable, which is actually two cables, both of which uh, run from New Zealand. One side goes off to the Australia, off to Sydney, uh, then up to uh, Hawaii and then off to the mainland USA. The other side goes out of Auckland up to Fiji, and then off to the mainland USA. So it's a nice configuration, gives us a lot of capacity. Um, but when you look at the Auckland landing points, they are less than 30 kilometers apart on either side of an active volcanic field. So uh, from a disaster point of view, if there is a problem, the risk of a problem is fairly low, but if there is a problem, uh, the potential damage is incredibly high. Because at the moment, until January anyway, we've got no other uh, alternative uh, access point. So not, not of not of any sort of speed. Yeah, yeah, not, not, of, any not of anything <laughs> vital. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing that you could use to connect us to the rest of the world by any stretch of the imagination. So it was very important that we get another cable built uh, and that it land somewhere else. And Raglan is about as geologically stable a part of New Zealand as you can hope to find. Uh, the trick now will be to make sure that we don't have fishing boats dredging up the um, the fibres they want to do when they wander into the uh, fibre exclusion zones. So, uh, so no, it's very good news. Uh, so this one is uh, jointly owned by Spark, Vodafone and Telstra in Australia. S- Southern Cross itself uh, is being upgraded or, or a replacement is being mooted for the next couple of years. Uh, Southern Cross Next, which um, will uh, increase the capacity even further. Uh, and there's a third uh, operator, Hawaii Cable, which has been talking about a, a run from Auckland to Hawaii uh, and a sort of a cloud affair around the um, Pacific Rim region, uh, regional countries, which is still in the throes of being put together. Um, they've been very secretive. They don't like to say too much out loud, but I understand they're talking about uh, either just starting or, or uh, almost ready to start um, conducting an underwater survey to uh, to, to define their route. So that's a, that's a good sign. That's quite an expensive part of the project. Well, so if, if they're, they're spending money on that, that then yeah, um, they must have you the know, money we've, got a, we've got a reasonable chance yeah. that, that that might, you know, something might, might happen eventuate. there. Well, I hope so. Mm. Um, you know, and, and the, the problem has always been that New Zealand is too small a country to warrant having all of this connectivity um, because we don't consume enough. The idea for me would be that we become a net exporter of content uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't be hosting the stuff here and having it shipped out to the rest of the world. Um, New Zealand's geolo- you know, we're, we're a politically stable environment. Um, we're, um, we're remote. We're not too um, uh, prone to um, um, stealing all of your data unless you count um, Kim.com. And, um, uh, you know, you would hope that we would be able to set up some data hosts here and ship the content around the world. And it's never really happened, predominantly because of the lack of connectivity. So hopefully with two or three cables underway, that will um, that will kick off and we'll start to see the uh, mega data centers set up here. Mega data centers hey, set I up could here. See a couple, I could see one down. So when um, TY Aluminium Smelter stops using 30% of the um, national grid, we'll just um, convert the building into a, a data center and start shipping content off to the States or Australia. We'll have a bit of, we might have a bit of spare uh, power capacity we'd have, at that we'd stage. Have a huge chunk of power. Plus, and this is the bit that the Americans get excited about, it's almost all green power. So um, Apple, Hi- for instance, hydro. Is, yeah, it's hydro or it's geothermal. 
Um, Apple spends a lot of money, and Google as well, for that matter, uh, building these massive um, uh, solar panel arrays in the desert and, and turning around to their investors saying, look, see, we're green. We've now upped our green percentage to 2.5% of our total use, and the rest is produced by coal and nuclear, of course. So uh, if we can turn around and say, yeah, well, it's 80 or 90% um, green, that suddenly ticks a lot of boxes for a lot of big companies. And, we've still got uh, a bit of coal we here, but we're, we're, so we're yeah. hitting, we're hit, you know, slowly hitting in the, you know, in, we are, in we the are. right direction. Yeah, we have moments where the coal gets um, kicked in and the oil plants in um, uh, Huntley start up, but predominantly we're uh, we're about as green as you could possibly hope to be at the moment. So it's very yeah. good news. Yep, yep. I'm with. Um, um, I've been trialing Flick Electric. They'd be very, oh, yes. very generous with letting me trial their service. But um, I've gone into the app and I've, I'm logged out because I've just flicked over to my new phone. You've got a new phone. No, I get that. Um, I get the alerts that tell me um, now's the time for the cheap power. Yeah. Switch everything on. And it tells you what the breakdown is yeah, of, yeah, um, of you know what what, yeah. what power is is kind of good and what's not. So you can also sort of pick and say, well, actually, there's a bit too much coal in the mix at the yep. moment. Oh, I don't don't I like that don't impact on the environment. The so. Yeah. I'm not going to use any electricity. I'm turning the computer off. I'm turning the everything else off. That's right. And um, you know, I'll um, I'll just you know cope without. I was. I haven't done to... that very often. I've no, no. Say. <laughs> but um, it's but nice it, to know. You but can it's feel nice. You've got, you've got the option. You, you can do. choose to be yeah, if you yeah. want to be a really good guy. I was uh, uh, I was having a coffee the other day with a CEO of a local power company. Oddly enough, who told me that the power consumption for the average household has declined by more than 10% over the last few years, predominantly because our equipment is getting a lot smarter. So it's not just the lights, um, the flat panel TVs we've all got, the um, the computers. I thought it would have gone up because I have so many devices connected to things. But in fact, no, he said um, uh, power usage across the board is declining by household, you know, household by household uh, quite significantly. And um, uh, this is this is good. You know, we're, we're being a lot smarter with the equipment that we're using uh, the equipment itself is a lot smarter about um, how we use it. And most of it, you know, like all these devices I'm looking at here, um, you charge them up and then you unplug them and use them remotely. Uh, they're all battery powered. And so we plug them in at night when the power's at its cheapest. So uh, it's not, not actually... Not, in- not that it costs too much to provide juice yeah, to exactly. a smartphone, but well, no, uh, that's right. we'll see more and more things able to take advantage of that yeah, as, that as time goes on yeah, from, exactly. you know, uh, electric vehicles to, yep. to yep. whatever whatever else. So that's uh, right. there's definitely... Definitely change, uh, you know, continuing to take place. Actually, on that front, I um, I walked out of the uh, the Mercury uh, Plaza uh, food court today. Oh yes, uh, after um, purchasing some um, some pad thai for lunch. Pad thai, I was going to oh, say dim de- sums. De- no. Delicious. Oh, there's <laughs> there's so much good food there. Um, and um, it doesn't look like when you walk into the place. Yeah. It looks looks a bit, looks a bit uh, dodgy. It look, looks a bit dodgy, but actually the food is yep. um, is a very very uh, high standard. Um, but as I, I walked out of there in the, in the corner of their lower level, um, there's all these arcade gaming machines, oh, yes. right? Yeah, you know, yeah. These yeah, are the, the, these are the things that take us back to the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I loved Space Invaders and Pac Man and yeah, those yeah. those sort of uh, um, a- uh, asteroids tank and Tank oh. Commander, these sort of bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was you know so so much fun um, yeah. in the, uh, the 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 early sort of early days of gaming. Very different from now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I looked at this sort of bank of these uh, these arcade machines. There's probably you know half a dozen driving games and yeah, yeah. varying other things. And I thought. I wonder if they've actually 
done the maths or thought about whether the and I don't know what they take these days whether it's a twenty cent coin like they used yeah, to yeah. twenty five years ago whether maybe it's gone up to fifty cents or a, or a, a dollar, dollar or two dollar a game. Um, but I I was thinking I wonder if they've done the maths or whether these things actually cover the cost of their power because yeah. those old <laughs> machines especially with the big with sort the of CRT screens yeah, yeah. that, that they still have in them. Yeah. Um, would be burning through That's the right. uh, burning through the electricity. Yeah. I would think. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they probably do go and turn them, you know, off each night. I certainly, uh, you remember, you know, people with the, you know, running those arcade uh, uh, places in the old days. They'd be going and turning off all the machines <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the, the end of the day. It wasn't, yep. you know, like these days where things just go to sleep and are, and are going to be and on a very tiny yeah, amount yeah. of power. Uh, you'd be going through and turning everything off and then turning them back on again the yep. next day. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that could um, – yeah, maybe if they don't leave them on 24-7 – uh, but those guys are probably open for uh, for twelve hours a day, oh, so they would they'd yeah, probably yeah. burn through uh, burn through a few hundred bucks worth of uh, yeah. of power. Uh, and probably if they're not getting a, probably played a, piece. a lot, you know, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're certainly cranking through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably plugged into somebody else's. Power. There probably is somebody that uses them. It's just not uh, not when I'm around. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I must go and have a play. Yeah. Um, now we had a few other topics. We better uh, we better get through before we uh, before we finish up. Oracle. So they've they've just. They're, having their uh, conference at the moment and there's also the Java 1 conference on at the moment. And I guess Oracle's the, all about the cloud. The, the, the buzz from Oracle is, um, is that they're actually not just sort of, you know, going big on cloud because we've heard that from Oracle before. Yeah. Um, but no, they're, they're going all in on cloud and are basically saying that, um, I think Larry Allison's statement, he's quoted as saying, Amazon's lead is over. Amazon's going to have... Serious competition going forward. Um, mm. I mean, this is uh, it's pretty interesting words. because that's uh, that's not a it's not an easy thing for uh, for a company to achieve. That is a, no. a, a you know <laughs> just not sort of considered uh, any sort of direct competitor at this stage to what Amazon. Uh, are doing with their cloud, um, or or what Microsoft are doing with with their cloud? You know, That's those right. being the biggest players, and and then you've got the um, uh, the Googles and and others that are obviously yeah. you know playing playing in that space as well. And I mean, you wouldn't that's, that's, naturally that's think huge... of Oracle uh, in any of that, would you? you they, they don't rank in the top five um, companies you would think of as a a cloud based um, uh, innovator. So that's going to be a very big uphill struggle for them, I suspect. No, well, I mean, we heard from um, you know from them on the podcast. Well, probably going back into into last year, um, you know how they were moving into the cloud, but you know, really, it was a uh, you know a, a play for those with Oracle, uh, you know, servers that they were they were using today to be able to. Uh, use Oracle from yeah. from the cloud, not as a you know. Not there wasn't talk of them provider. being a sort of a broad cloud yeah, provider yeah. who would be competing uh, with the likes of uh, uh, Amazon Web Services. So this is uh, this is pretty interesting. It is, it is, and Amazon's done a very good job of um, sewing up that market um, uh, at a, at the time when it was booming mm. the loudest. So it, it will be very difficult to get in and. Uh, 
prize that away from them, I suspect. Doubly so, given um, Oracle's um, history in terms of customer service, it's never really had to deal with a mass market uh, customer product like that. That's a whole different ballgame, I suspect, from a business-to-business world that they live in today. So it'll be very interesting to see how they transition. Yeah, I mean, I think if they're uh, they're serious about it, then uh, you know they have the opportunity to to achieve a lot. I think you know they're um, they're a company that is certainly uh, capable, and they've got some uh, they've got deep pockets. Yep. Uh, so you know they 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 can afford to uh, bring something new to market, but the the sort of you know what they're up against is is yeah. not small and I mean no. Microsoft have been putting their hands in their in their pocket to uh, to really invest into their cloud offerings that's right uh, and yeah they've done they've done pretty well it's it's fair to say but uh, Amazon is still you know Miles quite quite clearly yeah. uh, um, ahead in uh, in you know most regards in that that space yeah uh, in terms of customers obviously you know Microsoft have some um, you know some broader offerings in terms of the the Office three six five um, you know type suite and so on yeah um, but you know in terms of the, that uh, that sort of broad uh, market offerings that uh, the, that Amazon uh, have yeah it's um, yeah it's going to be very hard to compete with so this will be a fun one to uh, fun one to watch I'm Absolutely. sure a lot of people will be um, will be very uh, very curious and um, if it stirs up a bit of competition and helps bring prices down further well, exactly. <laughs> there won't be More too many to too them. many complaints in the market exactly yeah. yes um, now there's this new uh, online credit checking service called credit simple mm. that uh, that launched uh, in New Zealand on Monday and I saw you know, a few people were sort of tweeting about it and having a little bit of a look and um, you know basically it's an online service that will tell you what your your um, credit rating is what your uh, what your score is yeah this is kind of curious and so I did a little bit of digging because the, the um, what I had seen hadn't uh, revealed who was behind it and it's Dun and Bradstreet, who are um, you know pretty pretty well known in the in the world of finance, yeah, and, uh, that's right. Uh, the credit ratings and so on. Um, but yeah, you can just jump in. You fill out a few uh, details at creditsimple.co.nz, and in theory, within sixty seconds, it will come back and will give you your uh, your credit score. Now, the two times in I theory. tried it, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, it was uh, was overloaded in some way, but uh, it wasn't too long, and I got an email, and it uh, gave me my credit score. Oh, that's fantastic. So I should I should declare that I've done a little bit of writing for them for the website. You can read one of my blog posts there on the uh, on the Credit Watch website, um, uh, Credit Check website. But um, I, I was fascinated. I signed up to get one of the the standard uh, Credit Check responses that these companies will send out before this launch, just so I could compare and contrast and see what it was like. And the report that you get um, when you ask any other service is so arcane and confusing as to be practically worthless. Uh, so it gives you, um, it, it checks against various things and it comes back and says, it's much like when you go see the doctor, you know, and they say um, uh, the results are negative. You think, oh my God, I'm going to die. And he goes, no, no, that means we haven't found anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's very much in that kind of vein. So you get this incredibly negative report that talks about... Um, uh, all kinds of things in the in the in the wrong way, so you, you can really freak yourself out if you allow it to. But uh, the one that really got me was the uh, the mortgage um, payments section, which is full of zeros. Uh, you got or zeros the against zeros that. Oh, or no. the letter U. Oh, U. That and means U you was, uh, underachiever, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. 
up the duff. I, I no, so I had to check. So um, I rang somebody and they talked me through it. Um, the zeros mean uh, there was no problem in that month, hmm. and the U means it hasn't been processed yet uh, because that's the current month. So uh, once you get to the bottom of it and figure out how it all works and understand it, then that's okay. But um, unless you'd actually, it, it becomes quite a cumbersome problem of trying to understand what this thing is. So mm. I quite like the idea of a, uh, a service that, um, A, gives it to you in a timely fashion, uh, but B, also puts a basic score on it so you can have a look and say, oh, okay, so that's, that's where I'm sitting at the moment. That's fantastic. It's also very, uh, very smart from them. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're doing what, you know, lots of um, um, you know, smart people are doing in terms of pulling in people into an online service, getting all their details. Yep. And then working out how they can make money out of them, and in this <laughs> yeah. case, they've got your credit rating. So, you know, they've 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 got a few ideas ding, ding, about ding, ding. about you. You've got some uh, good credit. There, they get your friend. credit. They get not. They don't get your credit card details actually, but they get your email address yep. so they know who you are. Uh, they've drilled down, and I hope they look after it properly. But they get your uh, your your ID so that you're not getting somebody else's. Uh, credit rating. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, although you you could cheat the cheat the system, which I think would actually be crossing some quite hefty uh, legal barriers. You you wouldn't want You'd to have do this, to but really work quite uh, hard if you got somebody's it, uh, driver's uh, license, you got your ID, then you could uh, you could do that. But that's what's required. Yeah. You know, your name, email address, uh, physical address, a few other bits and pieces of uh, of information, and uh, and then in theory, within sixty seconds, you will get your uh, yeah, your little rating. rating. So yeah. mine mine was okay, fortunately. I'm not going to have to, yeah. uh, you know, um, mortgage the children. You know, get get <laughs> uh, get my house taken off me or anything That's uh, just from as well. a bad you know situation. But it's um, important at, to check at, isn't at it? this stage. But I mean, realistically, we're we're in this sort of digital world where yep. things can change quickly. Uh, where you know somebody can impersonate somebody else. Uh, There's absolutely. all sorts of you know horrid things that can happen. So keeping a little bit of a watch on this stuff actually isn't yeah, a bad yeah. idea. Well, that's uh, so. The blog post I wrote for them was about um, uh, somebody who tried to pretend to be me on the internet to um, convince a lot of people to give him money. So uh, that was a, a timely tale because you're quite right. You should actually check on these things. I encourage everybody to uh, ego surf as much as possible. Check to see where your name comes up. Uh, that's often quite eye-opening. Um, but something like going through Credit Simple and having a look to see what your credit rating is. And if there is something that's anomalous, uh, then it gives you that information. So you can say, hang on, I've never had a credit card from this particular provider. Why? What, what's going on here? Uh, and um, I think, you know, without that level of understanding of what it is that it's telling you, it's very hard to know whether you're being poorly treated or not. Mm. Now, what I didn't see in Credit Simple, you know, some of the coverage was mentioning around how you can sort of break it down. So does it allow you to sort of drill down, you know, so you get this sort of overall ranking, but does it allow you to drill down and see any more? Have you noticed that um, from Uh, your look at it so far? um, I see some some reference to it. Yeah, yeah, um, you should be able to to drill in and and get a bit of detail about... um, just what uh, what area? So on the, on the basic report that um, come that came out before this uh, service arrived, you would get um, uh, an assessment of your mortgage repayments, um, uh, credit card repayments, and all that kind of thing broken out. So um, hopefully, what they've done is made it a lot easier to understand in each of these areas, um, and that's that's good. What they'll do. So the way they make their money, uh, they're not charging us for the service as as individuals because it's a, a free service. Uh, they charge um, banks and other providers to then 
advertised to you because if you've got a good credit rating, then the banks at the moment are desperate to give their money away to people because they're making embarrassingly large numbers of uh, pro- in, in terms of profit each year. Um, so if you've got a really good rating, then um, they might offer you a special deal. Banks, telcos, utility companies, that's the sort of market that they're after to, uh, to get them to sign up and say, hey, Mr. 700 Points. Come on down. We'll give you a special deal on well, um, on your phone. I didn't get seven hundred points. No, I, I, I must have uh, bumped the key incorrectly. Oh, or, uh, it's terrible! Or something it's terrible. Or maybe, I haven't borrow- maybe I haven't borrowed enough borrow money. More. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what do they call it? Leveraging. Yeah, leveraged up to the hilt. That's yeah. the, that's the name of the game. All right. So um, that's cool. Now, other uh, other things. Uh, Microsoft just uh, just got an email from them uh, mentioning that for their Ignite conference, which is coming up twenty uh, fifth to twenty eighth of October, they have announced a couple of uh, new speakers. So they've got um, Donna Saka, um, who will be doing the uh, the keynote. And so that was announced previously. Now, she is sort of known as heading up the Windows Insider program, uh, which seems to be pretty popular out there. A lot of people are uh, enjoying the opportunity of being able to sort of run preview or pre-release versions of Windows before they're, uh, before they're finalized um, and uh, you know, getting, getting a bit of taste of, uh, of what's c- coming up. Um, she heads that up. Uh, but they've also uh, announced that there is uh, Donovan uh, Brown, who is a senior DevOps uh, program manager on uh, Microsoft's US developer uh, division. Um, Jennifer uh, Marsman, who's been recognized as one of the uh, top 100 most influential individuals in the world of um, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Nice. Um, so, yeah, probably two quite uh, fascinating people to uh, hear from if you're uh, if that's kind of your world. If the um, you know, especially the 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 developer world is of interest to you, or if you're a IT professional, there's usually a, a you know quite a chunk down uh, down that track. And I think with this. Um, uh, this Ignite conference, and of course, Ignite took over from their old TechEd conference. They're oh, uh, the um, diving in and, and 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 pushing it a little bit uh, deeper down the uh, down the technical track. It seemed their feedback yeah. from the last one was people really enjoy when they get stuck in with that good sort of deep uh, technical info that uh, you know teaches people good yeah, new yeah. good new stuff. Do you still get the bag? I think you still get the bag. Choice. Yes, you still get the cool the cool bag. There's always yes. a different bag each year. <laughs> a different design, a different flavor. Yeah, no, very important the bag. Who um, was it that some someone would review the bags each year? Was yeah, that you? Yeah, that was us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'd get Yuha to do it. Yuha Saarinen. Yeah. Uh, one year um, for the cover of Computer World, we had an array of bags from the last five or six years, and I said to Yuha, "How on earth are we going to find?" One each of the last six years worth of bags to put on the cover. He said, "Oh, I've I've probably got them all," and he did. <laughs> so we arrayed them all and took a photo. That's and, awesome. And uh, ran that on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the bag development was hotly contested. People would fight over the bags. One year they had a special bag just for media, but it wasn't as good as the general bag. So we all complained, and they never did that again. Um, it was That's highly hilarious. entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was well worthwhile. They usually last for a very long time. The old um, tech ed bags. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, my boy Pablo was off to school today in his bag, and it was a CES 
I'm not sure which year, but consumer electronics yeah. show. So uh, Vegas, he'll be the so, only one. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so probably yeah, probably the only only kid in his class, if not school, with a, uh, a CES uh, bag. So uh, awesome. certainly helps with his geek credentials That's anyway. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, it looks pretty big on him, I got to say, for uh, like parachutes for, for, for someone in his first year at school. <laughs> and he's got this huge, huge bag they on, grow but into um, them. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of cool. So yeah, it's. Um, I'm, I'm glad I made the effort to uh, to squeeze it into my uh, my suitcase. Yeah, yeah, you've um, got to do it. Yeah. Now, oh, on and on that note, actually talking about uh, Ignite, um, I hope to share a little bit of info on uh, Microsoft's Ignite conference. Uh, in Atlanta next week, so um, so stay tuned. We'll hopefully have some um, um, some details um, on the ground if I manage to uh, if I manage to make it there. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Now the media, the media, uh, New Zealand Herald are reporting that um, Sir Peter Jackson is um, is doing some sort of discovery work around uh, launching a new um, high-tech tourist attraction, one of the islands in uh, in Wellington Harbour. That's right. This sounds kind of cool, talking, uh, you know, maybe augmented reality and uh, all sorts of mm. uh, technology uh, wizardry. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what it would, uh, what it would take to make... Uh, um, to make this thing, uh, you know, happen, and whether it is actually uh, possible. Well, I think it's probably a um, a really good thing to uh, to kick off. This is um, using augmented reality and digital storytelling to look at um, telling everybody about uh, early Maori inhabitants of the region. Uh, he's uh, apparently been in discussions with uh, a local trust. Is keen to tell uh, the tale of the first Maori inhabitants. Um, uh, to this, to these islands. Personally, I think it's probably a cover for his underground lair, which he is no <laughs> doubt constructing underneath the Wellington Harbour, and that um, uh, yes, he will uh, announce his plans for world domination at some point thereafter. But I think it's great. You know, um, hasn't he already you, achieved that? I, he maybe got bored and he's going to have another <laughs> go. Um, I went through the uh, the studios they've got down there. The uh, the audio uh, capability in that place is phenomenal. We saw the Foley room where they make all the noises. So uh, the attention to detail was fantastic from the swords and the scabbards um, for that shing noise every time you pull your sword out to the uh, to uh, Smaug's hoard. Um, so I stole a couple of the coins for the kids from the horde so that they could have a coin each. It's it's absolutely tremendous. And the um, the gear in there, if you want to watch a movie or play computer games, that really is the place to go uh, and see if you can get a let in. Uh, and there were one or two Oscars um, uh, tucked away as well for people to look at as well. Mm. But it is phenomenal. And if he's going to uh, – and he's also got the uh, the World War I Warbirds um, uh, um, assembly of uh, items as well. I'd like to see more of this kind of thing, and I'm, I'm delighted that he's going to put something back into the local community and do a bit of this. And hopefully they'll get it off the ground in the next couple of years. Well, he's certainly got the creative uh, creative talents to pull off something pretty cool. Yeah. He's got the financial resources to make it happen. So, um, you know, I'm, I'd be right behind it too. Oh, I think so. I think so. And and as you say, with that, with that kind of um, world domination that he's already had, he, he pays attention to detail. So it's not going to be some um, half measures uh, response. This, is, this will probably be very good or it won't happen. So, uh, yeah, more power to him, I say. Mm. Um, now, Rocket Lab... Um, We've had, I think you've had some a fair number of interactions with them as well. <laughs> I was, uh, um, you know, pleased to be invited along when they uh, they they first uh, 
um, you know, sh- showed off their um, uh, their their latest and greatest, yep. um, you know, a couple of years ago. But they're now getting uh, getting close towards uh, launch on uh, what is it, they the Mahia are... uh, Peninsula between uh, Napier and Gisborne, and uh, the government has given them the uh, the stamp of approval that. Uh, they will be allowed to, uh, you know, to, to go ahead and yeah. to um, uh, do their commercial uh, rocket launches from uh, from New Zealand, which is which uh, is very exciting. It I'm, is. I'm it's really, huge. Uh, I've got all my fingers and toes crossed for these guys. I hope it really does work. Uh, they've got orders backed up. Um, I think they were talking about either for a year or two's worth of launches. And you can just um, go online to their website and book one. And book one in they're, because they're that it's of, cheap. They're that affordable. You That's can, right. You can go online. I don't know if you can drop your credit card details <laughs> yeah, on there, but, but, but there's off. an online booking form yeah, yeah. on their website. So if you want to put something up in space, yeah, hook in there. You, you can go and do any, it. Anything that I – mean, we, we were talking about disruption before, and, and these guys are really at the cutting edge of that – uh, reducing the price of a satellite launch by 95%. Um, suddenly, uh, a few years ago, I met with the um, the head of Inmarsat, and they've put up a lot of satellites. Uh, and he said uh, he was he was in New Zealand for the um, the Rally of New Zealand, which they were sponsors of. So it was a good excuse to fly around in a helicopter and watch the rally cars, which was fabulous fun. Uh, but oh, he said, you know, oh, it was a difficult job, you know, and people just they don't they don't appreciate the work we put in back in the day. Um, but um, he was telling us that every time they they build a satellite, they actually build three of them. One won't make it off the ground. One will get into space, but will probably blow up on the way. And they have a third one because they they work on a one in three survival rate. These things are three hundred million dollars each. So uh, the cost of putting them in the air was was phenomenal. Um, if you can take ninety five percent of the cost out, he'd be launching ten of them quite happily. Uh, and um, if four of them fail, well, so be it. So, um, you know, they, they really do have the potential to disrupt uh, uh, the, the cost of um, satellite uh, deployment. And uh, so much so that I see there are various suggestions now. They'll be talking about going to the moon and landing um, much larger um, projects in the future. Let's, let's just get it off the ground, first of all. We haven't even had a test launch yet. So uh, that'll be the first one coming up soon, I hope. And um, I... I can't wait to see it. I think it's fantastic. It is. It's it's very exciting. The only two things I would pull them up on, one, why why are they now using rocketlabusa.com as the URL? Oh, no. You know, they still, when you yes. go to their website, so it lists them as Rocket Lab Limited, and the first number is an Auckland number, yep. followed by an American number. I know that most of their funding they've got out of the US, and they're all hooked up with all the cool kids at NASA and uh, I think it's a trademark reason I think Rocket Lab was deemed to be too generic and they couldn't trademark it right right yeah unfortunately (sighs) come on come on I know let's blame uh, the Americans just the USA thing come on this is happening from New Zealand (laughs) Um, and um, I don't know I'm I'm just a little unsure about their, uh, their logo I don't know it well, looks like something they designed ten years ago and no, haven't I refreshed. It so probably was. after yeah. the, after this launch, <laughs> yeah. and they've got lots of money coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first, the, first up against the wall is I re- the design. I reckon. Yeah. Actually, no, they have improved it because it used to have limited in the actual logo. So instead yeah, of Rocket yeah. Lab, it had Rocket Lab Limited. limited yes. And that was sort of no, un- unnecessary. So they've actually tidied that up. So you know, sort of half take that back because it it does look a lot. A lot slicker than they used to. Well, I tell you, um, if you, if you get to go down to the offices, uh, ask to be taken to the boardroom because they have 
um, a probably a 22-seater boardroom table made out of the same polymer material that the rockets are made out That's of. That's so cool. It's like the side of an America's Cup boat. This thing is – I just couldn't stop stroking it. It was just phenomenal. Well, there's yeah. very little you can criticise them for. You've 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 heard mine. Everything else about them I've yeah, seen is so just, awesome. So, uh, <laughs> um, yep, I, yeah, I, it's the future. Let's it, have it. Yeah, yes, please. So yes. I don't know where I have to where I have to sign to get to the launch. I don't want to have to spend fifty thousand US, uh, which is what it costs for one uh, one cube sat. If you want to send one up, that's that looks like their smallest uh, size. That is, it's, um, it's but, a tiny um, little thing. But. Yeah, but. Uh, Yep, hope, hopefully I'll get to uh, see one of these launches. I guess we all will. They'll all be vi- on the live video these days, well, so uh, should be cool. Yes, we'll see about that. Yes, mm. yeah, I, I think the more people who can see it, the merrier. Mm. And they, they, mm. the first launch will be a test launch, so um, in some respects you actually want it to go up and explode into a million pieces because the uh, the learning from that is probably going to be quite tremendous. But every time... I'm, um, I'm not sure that Peter Beck will be sitting there saying to his team, yes, let's, let's blow, blow this, let's blow yeah, this yeah. one up so we can learn. I think if he would quite like to get, a, yeah, get it right know. first time. But, I mean, we, we, we know that from, uh, from, from looking SpaceX at uh, SpaceX and, yeah. and others that are, that are doing uh, cool stuff. And, look, you know, the best guys have things not go according to plan every time. You, right? They've got so, to be pushing the envelope because yeah. otherwise it's, they're not trying hard enough. And, and these guys are um, very keen to be uh, edge so yeah, yeah 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 cool there was only one last thing to mention we actually missed it out last week um in focus seemed to be uh, doing a bit of work now i knew these guys some years back they were kind of the leaders in uh, in making data projectors video projectors and so on they, they still make some good products in that space but the, now they're uh, they're competing with uh, with Microsoft and they've got uh, what they're calling the Mondo uh, pad and it's a competitor to Microsoft Surface Hub. So this is a big on the wall screen which basically has uh, has Windows uh, Windows 10 built into it and it's designed to use in uh, in meeting rooms. Right, so a big 70 inch screen. Yeah, uh, so they seem to have a, a few different uh, sizes, but they've um, they've recently launched uh, yeah launched this this seventy uh, inch uh, inch version, and uh, yeah, basically you've got a um, a nice little uh, computer in there. What do we got? It's coming in at fourteen thousand uh, US, so that is um, it. Sort of sits between the prices of Microsoft's uh, Surface Hub. So this the fifty five inch Surface Hub from Microsoft is. Uh, Starts at nine thousand US. I think it'd be more than that in in the New Zealand mm-hmm. market, uh, and twenty two thousand for their eighty four uh, inch model. And That's a big screen, though. Eighty four inch. Yeah, eighty four inches. Um, that is pretty pretty awesome. Um, but in focus are already offering, uh, I think, some eighty. 85 inch that sort of direction of these these mondo pads as well so uh, no doubt they're uh, they're a, a little bit more expensive than the uh, uh, the 14,000 uh, for the 70 inch model but it's nice to see yeah. you know, see a couple of people getting into the space and you know I think it won't be too many years and these things will become you know, reasonably common in oh, uh, you right. know in, in, in big meeting rooms but we don't see so many of them uh, just yet so, no no uh, not at that price but the, they'll, they'll rapidly come down as yeah they the, I mean yeah. the other thing we've seen there's been some technology that um, that where you have a projector which can give you whatever size you want on the wall yep. and then some smarts that allow you to sort of touch screen interact with uh, with that but um, yeah that technology doesn't seem to have sort of gone too far so you know no, I don't no. know I don't know some whether it'll move along a little bit more it, but, uh, yeah I think they're, they're getting away from those um, touch screen 
projectors uh, and just going straight for the big monitors. Mm. Um, it's a lot easier. Uh, a lot of the schools are buying um, uh, just flat panel t- uh, TVs these days and just uh, using, you know, using well, they're it as They're reasonably cost-effective, Yeah, oh, they? they are, they yeah. are. I don't know, I'm uh, still a fan of projectors, but there's, there's some challenges yeah, and downsides with them, lighting and things like that's, that. That's yeah. exactly right, yeah. Great. Well, thank you for uh, for hanging out. Good to catch up and yes, uh, lovely to see you. shoot the breeze a little bit. Yes, and thanks everyone for listening in. I know we've, we've these last two or three weeks we've sort of uh, we've just kept on chatting. There's been there's been interesting <laughs> things to talk about. So we'll uh, we'll try and pull that in with uh, with with the next few episodes. But uh, thanks for those that have uh, stayed uh, stayed with us uh, for this longer than usual episode. We'll look forward to catching up again next week. Now, Paul, where can people catch you online? They'll find me on Twitter at Paul Brislin. That's probably the easiest one. That's the easiest one? That's the easiest one. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm always there. Easy to track down uh, in a similar manner on Twitter, (laughs) Paul Spain. And uh, Facebook that I mentioned, facebook.com slash Paul Spain. That's with my videos is slowly starting to be one or two more videos and bits and pieces up on uh, up on there so uh, yeah well that's us for this week thanks everyone for listening in catch you next week see ya the new zealand tech podcast brought to you by gorilla technology proactive and strategic it